0: Hello everyone and welcome to Next Level People Podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood recruiter and the host of this show, Greg Johnson. I am committed to this being a no BS, no fluff show, where you'll get to hear from some amazing people about some really interesting topics and walk away with easily implementable action items that will help you get to the next level. So buckle up and let's go. Well, all right, all right, all right. It's your host, Greg Johnson, a.k.a. Recruiting Greg. And I am super excited about today's guest. She is an absolute rock star. And she got her start as kind of in the earth scientist field. And she made a transition from digging around in the dirt and research and all that sort of stuff. To now she is making some major, major moves in the entrepreneurship space in Toronto. Uh, and now she's really, I mean, she's affecting people worldwide. When you hear her story and the event called Haste and Hustle Generation, now that she's putting on and the speakers that she's got going there, you are going to be amazed. And you're also going to want to possibly even attend that coming up in February 2018. It's amazing, and I cannot wait to share her story with you. I don't want to get too far off and, you know, just spout in my mouth. I want her to be able to say who she is, but this is Shauna Arnott, and you can find her on LinkedIn. It's Shauna, S-H-A-U-N-A, Arnott. A r n o t t. She is incredible, and Shauna, I'm just gonna shut up and let you take it from here, okay?
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. This is a lot of fun, and uh, thank you for that really, really generous introduction. I uh, I don't know if I earned that yet, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So yeah, I am um, as Greg mentioned. I started off in uh, um, the geological field and uh, earth sciences and wasn't really digging in too much dirt. It was more, um, poking around in rocks at that point and uh, learning all sorts of things about our past, and uh, and that was really interesting to me. I started off in science because I really wanted to do something that was marketable, and in my mind, marketable was science and engineering and all those things uh, where you kind of have a, a direct line to a good job at the end of your studies, and um, and that worked. I mean, I I did love love that career, but it wasn't I wasn't passionate. Passionate about it and it also wasn't it didn't really fit in the flow of my life you know when you have a family you can't really be running off to you know northern parts of Canada to you know look for diamonds you have to be a little bit more <laughs> around and so it didn't really fit with my life and uh, I just ended up deciding I went to a geology convention it was a, it's a resource-based convention here in canada and um i spent more time wondering who planned the event than i did um actually looking at the the booths and talking to the people i should have been talking to and then within nine months i had quit my job i had gone back to sc- and i had gone back to school for um, um event management and then from there, I just uh, started working as an event manager for different companies. And then I decided to break out on my own a few years ago because I really want to do things that have a great impact and um, on a lot of people. And so I, I still manage a lot of events for clients, and I love doing that. That's a big, huge part of my company. But I also love producing events that reach a great audience and impact people in such a positive way. So um, Hasten Hustle does that. Um, Generation Now is specific to emerging entrepreneurs, and we're just really trying to find ways to tell that truthful story about what it really looks like to be an entrepreneur out there and um, get that word out. So it's uh, working out really well. We've had some great response to it, and uh, I'm really happy to see the impact happening. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. introduction for myself
0: but anyway. no that was that was awesome and and the thing I, I love you mentioned I, I don't remember exactly the the specific words you used but it was basically showing showing the truth behind entrepreneurship what it actually is it's not always glitz and glamour and it's not always Lamborghinis and uh, champagne bottles you know there's a lot of really ugly mundane not fun parts of it as well and I think that's that's a very important side of it that people need to realize.
1: Um, I think it contributes, like the lack of understanding. I think there's this sort of perception that it's, you know, you start your business, you hustle really hard for a couple of years and grind it out, and then you can buy a Ferrari and an airplane and live your life on a beach. Right. And I think like when people don't attain that in that time period, they get burnt out and they just give up. And I feel like that contributes because there's this like false expectation and understanding of what it really takes. And uh, I don't want to stifle anybody's enthusiasm for what they're trying to do. I think what they're trying to do is great. But I think they have to also understand what the process really looks like so that they can achieve the success that they want. And um so yeah, telling that truthful story is important to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And just uh real quick in the very beginning, Haste and Hustle is coming up in February, right?
1: Yeah, it's actually um Generation Now, but it's Generation another- Now, okay. Yeah, it's it is a Haste and Hustle event. Like my umbrella brand is Haste and Hustle, and then Generation Now is one of our events. So, awesome. yeah, it's coming in February twenty seventh in Toronto.
0: Very cool. Who's going to be there?
1: Uh, We have a great lineup. Um, Of course, our number one um, keynote is Gary Vaynerchuk, who's been very supportive of my events. And uh, this is the second event he's come to do uh, with me. And uh, we have people like Connor Beaton, uh, Zarfata Fatima, Zaidi um, Kim Parnell, a lot of, lo- there are a lot of like local, um, entrepreneurs to the Toronto area. There is a couple coming in from outside, like Menu Swami, who lots of people know on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Blakely. Um, but so lots of local people, but local people that are just crushing it. And, and right. also very good perspective on how to actually help you, you know, like, Sometimes I think we spend too much time reaching up to these like really upper echelon entrepreneurs to try and get their attention and their help. When really there's a lot of amazing people right around us that are also crushing it that can probably be more likely to support or mentor or guide or, you know, whatever um, these people. So we tried to keep it that way.
0: That's awesome. That's I mean that that's a huge lineup. And and uh, if Manu, if you're in, if you end up listening to this, uh, let's do a podcast together. Love what you're doing on LinkedIn. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, I mean if you want to do a podcast, I'm down with that too. But
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Manu's gonna love that he's uh, that Gary's playing second fiddle to him. Too.
0: <laughs> well, you know I like I like Gary V. Uh, he's awesome uh Manu is is awesome too but either way i mean just really really powerhouse people um
1: they're all yeah they're great I yeah i think the world of both of
0: them that's very cool. All right. And so let's jump into the, kind of the topic of a lot of our, our listeners. Um, they are making career changes, not necessarily event management, but a lot of the lessons that you've learned. I mean, that, it's a big transition. Some people are going from being like a CPA, and now they want to be a software developer. Or some of them might be uh, like, there's this one guy I've spoken to, I think he was working as like a, a, a logistics person in a warehouse and now they want to do uh, software development and so it they're they're really big mind shifts and and really big like it's it's not like you're you're just veering off of the path a little bit it's it's like a completely different route that you're taking um and so talk to me about about that how did that happen and and uh, like what what made you decide hey you know what i'm done with with this and I think I need a change and, and actually pursue the whole events management thing.
1: Um, I mean, it was a series of things. It wasn't like a lightning bolt moment exactly. Although I think there was probably a couple of like minor ones along the way. Um, like I say, I was at that conference and um, I mean, I love geology. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the science field. I love learning about it. I really love everything about it. But, I mean, I kind of went into it for the wrong reasons. I just went into it because I wanted something marketable that I could support my family with and have that security. And, you know, my parents had always been big advocates of those stable jobs, right? Yeah. So then, you know, doing it for a while. And then, and like I said, then I was at that conference. I think that was in, like, 2009. And uh, yeah, I just really wanted to kind of break away. I mean, I wasn't really working too heavily in the field. I was sort of doing like contract work for different large companies here and there. And it was sometimes remote and sometimes not. And, And I was like, and I was actually still like bartending on the side. So I wasn't like a full on employee of a major company or anything. But then I just like I say I wanted to get something that was more like I, urban, so I wanted to be in the in the city more and just with my family more and not being taken away, and um, <clears throat> so that's sort of what kind of so I was at that conference and I I walked around and like I said I was just sort of like so enamored by the um immensity of the planning that would have gone into this conference i mean this is one of the biggest conferences in north america it's certainly the biggest resource-based convention it's you know there was something like seventeen thousand um delegates and food like it takes up the whole toronto convention center it's huge and so like just looking around it oh my gosh and then it just like that got me so excited And that, and then, so that question started popping into my head. Why am I more excited about who planned this event than I am about the actual content? And, um, and it just, I don't know why it just really resonated with me. Like, I can't really point to a reason why that um, questioning really resonated with me, but it just did. I couldn't let it go. I just could not let it go. And I said to, you know, my husband, a few, like a month later, I'm like, I can't. Can't drop this. I have to do something different. And um, I, I started looking into like PR at first. And then I noticed there was this post grad event management program at Niagara College, which is right near me. And I was like, immediately that was a lightning bolt moment. When I saw that they had this like one year post grad program, I was like, that's perfect. And uh, I literally phoned the school the next day. And um, and applied and everything and I had to go in because it was past the um deadline for the application and I had to go in and meet with the the program director and everything and I just felt like I just in my heart I just knew this was exactly what I would love to do and I when I got kind of investigating and doing some research into it and um and I think cuz I'd always thought event planners were wedding planners and I never wanted <laughs> to do that. and so then it was like once I kind of made that like connection in my head that an event planner can plan conventions and conferences and and sporting events and all those other things. I was like, I was hooked. Um, so yeah, then I just, I applied. I actually didn't, um, it's a very small program and very competitive. So I actually didn't get in right away because I had pl- I applied like only a few weeks before the class actually started. So well after the time period that you have to have your, your the deadline. And um, anyway, they phoned me though, the day after school started and said someone had dropped out and did I want it? And I immediately was like, yes. (laughs) And I started, um, I think that was on a Thursday, I started on the Monday and uh, never looked back. And I know now like, wow, that was the best decision I ever made. I mean, it was really hard and it's been really hard, Um, but it was a great decision. Then there was the decision to go from, so then I, but then I did work, I actually worked for Niagara College. I planned their orientation, Frosh Week events, and, and you know, a number of other things. And I worked for the Niagara Parks Commission and and uh, a couple of other companies you know, you know as a, an employee. Um, and so then I made the transition out of that. Uh, this was only in 2015 where I was like, I need to be I can't be an employee, I have to be an entrepreneur, I just always knew that that was where I was going once I made that commitment. And uh, I just sort of started doing it with where I got a, I had a bit of a side hustle going, I got a couple of clients that I kind of managed on the side. And then finally, last year, I just went all in. And, um, and it served me well, I mean, it's been a real grind, like, talk about, you know, I have a, truthful story to tell people let me tell you yes Uh, but uh there's you know it's so hard you know and so but at the same time even in the hardest moments if someone said to me do you want to go back to work I'd be like forget it like no way do I want to go back to a job I mean I just love being an entrepreneur I mean just who I am and so I think once you know that you're on the once you know you're on the right path you just know and I know that's not a very helpful piece of advice but (laughs) good luck
0: with that yeah no I mean I love I love what you're you're saying you know it's it was it wasn't like a there were lightning bolt moments but it was more gradual like a seed was planted when you went to that first event and then you just kind of you kept watering that seed you didn't let it go and you kind of talked about it you you messed around with it in your head like what the i mean even this podcast and everything i'm doing with this and um i i started a webinar with lindsay mustaine and you know i did a linkedin challenge where we thought that maybe 50 people were going to show up and sign up and we had close to 500 And I'm doing a 2.0 version of that coming out on January 1st and getting the the website going. And uh, at the end of Q1, I'm going to be having a virtual conference where I've got some incredible speakers that I am collaborating with. And, you know, the whole thing, it probably came about with just a very simple two-word question that you probably asked yourself as well. It was just, what if? What if I did event management? Or I could do that. You know, it's that what if is to me at least, and maybe, maybe you have a different question that you ask yourself, but for me, the what if has so far been the most powerful question that I've asked myself because I, I say, what if I did this? And then we just, we just do it. And it's yeah. so much fun. It's crazy all at the same time. Uh, it's 100% not glamorous. I mean, uh, we're not, this is not a video recorded thing, but I'm, I'm recording in a closet right now. You know, it's like, that's, that is my, my beautiful sound studio with, you know, all the clothes and everything like that. So the acoustics are great, but I'm literally, I'm sitting in a closet right now. So it's not glamorous, but it all, it, I mean, the, the people that we've been able to influence and effect came from just those two words. What if, and is there, is there a specific question that That you asked yourself or or what was your thought process during that?
1: I think, um, yeah, when I look back on it, it's sort of like what you say, you know, like I had this sort of real yearning and, or, you know, initial thought. And then I just kind of kept thinking about it. And, um, and then I asked myself, like, and then I said to myself, like, I didn't ask myself the question. I said, you can do this. Like, it's, Mm. Like I think a lot of us think oh no I can't do that like I have to you know make a living and support my family or oh I can't you know move away to another country and work for six months like I live here how am I going to do that and they just immediately you know wipe it to the side and don't even actually think yeah I could do that and so I remember saying to myself very deliberately you can do this you just need to find the way like there is a there is a way to do this like people do hard things all the time and if they can do them i can do this it's not that hard i just had to go to school and work part-time like you know what i mean like yeah that's hard but it it's it's doable um and i think that people just don't get past that initial thought of you know they like i say they just kind of think that it's not possible and they don't even give it a second thought of saying no what would make it possible and maybe that's the question Mm. What do I have to do to make this possible?
0: Yeah, I love I love that question. What would it there's a do you know who uh, I'm trying to remember how to say his last name? Tom Bilyeu. Do you know who that is? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: So he has uh, a question that he asks himself and I, I've kind of adopted this as well. But it's no BS. What would it take? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's something that I've been yeah. messing around with and and that we've got some really big stuff on the horizon and it just all stems from no BS. What would it take? Uh, and it's just getting real honest with yourself about what realistically, what would it take? And it doesn't have to be like you, I think another thing that, that stops people is, is the whole idea that it has to be perfect before they start, which is complete BS. Like no, I, I, I would venture to say, I'm sure that this is not hundred percent true, but I would venture to say that ninety-nine point nine percent of all successful entrepreneurs never had a perfect fill in the blank before they started. They started and then kept working. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I completely agree. Cause I know even for myself, like I'm always feeling that way, you know, like I always feel like, am I ready for this? And I just have to say, You're ready, you just need to just go do it. And uh, you'll be fine, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, but it is. It's it is a scary situation, and and um. But yeah, I don't think any of us. And and I don't. And I would venture to say that it's not just entrepreneurs that have. Like I know um you know lots of people who are in positions at say a hospital or in a you know company that you know might get moved into a new position. And they may not be ready or not feel ready, but they have to just say yes. And, you know, just say yes is what I always say. Just say yes and do. And yes. Figure it out. Now, I mean, I suppose if you're a brain surgeon, don't just say yes. Like that. <laughs> you know, that, right. That might be the exception to the rule. But, um. You know what I mean? I think there's lots of, you know, we all learn on the job. We all have people that we can approach. And, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or whatever, uh, or you need support, I think that's where communication just becomes super important. If you don't know, you know, if you don't know how to do something that's a part of you, that's sort of a necessary part of your business, you have to go learn it. And, Um, I know for myself like I had to find people to help support what I was doing and I was so lucky to have a great number of supporters and I still do um, that just were way better at me in certain things so they knew how to do things really well and I just like, you know, got them to do the things I was not really that good at. And then I learned from them as well. But I think when you're starting your business and you don't have any money and you're just struggling along, I know Damon John says this, you know, you have to learn all the aspects of your business so that you, cause you have to do them all, all on your own. Right. And, um, so I just kind of learned a lot of that stuff along the way. And, um, like I said, I was lucky enough to find a few people that would come along on the ride, on the ride with me and help support that. But, um, yeah, you have to kind of just get in there and dig in that way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. And so, now let's let's make this kind of practical for our listeners for a little bit. Uh, let's say that there is, uh, you know, Mister Smith uh, or or Mrs. Smith or or whatever. They are in a job, and we'll we'll just say they're a CPA. But they they went to something, or they saw something, or they heard something, or listened to a podcast with Shauna Arnett and Greg Johnson. and uh it planted a seed in them and they can't really shake it but they don't they don't know exactly what to do what what's some advice somebody that that wants to kind of take similar steps as you maybe not into event management but into something else what what are some like three key things that they should do right now to to kind of start moving in that direction um well i mean obviously i
1: think The first thing is is to make sure you you know if you find something that you like to do. I mean, if you don't like um, your job, you're not going to passionately devote yourself to it in a way that an entrepreneur needs to. Um, So, and I know that's very cliche to say, but it's one hundred percent true. Like, I actually just love planning events, and I love pulling together ideas and bringing together people and having an impact. Like, those are my things. So I have a series of filters that I make decisions by, and it's really just, you know, you know, it's family, friends, um, finance, and and impact, and um, an adventure. So if I if it's something that you know can positively affect my family, then of course that's a checkbox. Um, if there's a good financial outcome or a, even a break even, that's a good checkbox. Uh, I can check that off. if i um, if it provides me with some kind of adventure, check 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 that off. Um and then if I can and if it's something that um, can help me have a great impact, check that off. So you have to know, like those are my filters, and I make decisions using those um, core values. And so I think it's really important first to come up with your core values and what is really important to you? What do you really like to do, and then filter your decisions through those things. And then moving forward, um, you know, just become really aware of what it takes to be successful in that role. So say you want to be an, um, I don't know, uh, an app developer. Um, is your idea viable? Like, you have to kind of have a very strong um, group of people around you that's going to kind of give you some positive feedback. But also, like, you know, do you really love developing apps? Do you love the technology? Do you love that kind of tedious work? I would never do stuff like that. I could never do it. You know, like I think it's really important to just really love what you're doing and also know that it's something that you can do well and, and that there's a viable idea too. So, I mean, there's lots of things. And then, you know, filter it through those, you know, those core values that you have. I know that's a bit of a rambling answer in one of those moods right now.
0: No, that's perfect.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. There you
0: go. Awesome. And so, uh, Early on, what were some of the, like, you said that you had a, a, a truth story. What What is your, your truth story?
1: Oh, yeah. So, starting my business, you know, I, I started out with, you know, a couple of clients, and, you know, mostly was great, like, I did a lot of good work for them, and, you know, Worked, you know, to the best of my ability at the time. Learned a lot, and 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 struggled too, and and screwed up things, you know, like nothing monumental. But like I screwed up in how I approached things, and so then I had to kind of move forward. And I think, you know, and then and then then starting to produce, you know, haste and hustle. You know, like I I was an event planner, right? So I thought to myself, I'm an event planner. I can I can plan a large event, and I'm just going to plan my own event. I have a great idea. I'm going to do it. The problem is is there's actually a very big distinction between event planner and event producer because an event producer is really just a really strong salesperson. And uh, I realized that for whatever reason too late in the game. And so we ended up taking a loss and and although the event was really awesome, people loved it, the feedback was great, we had a great time, Um, you know, obviously I had to take a loss and, and deal with that side of things. Now, that loss is actually, in my opinion, just I flipped it on its end and just called it an investment. Um, We ended up having some really great things happen out of that, you know, quote, loss investment. Um, And, you know, for me, it was like, don't give up. Just keep going and just keep going and just keep going in through that really hard period of time where it's like, I don't know how this is going to work. Just keep going and find the ways get super creative find the innov- innovative ways to do things you have to be a bootstrapper I have like had to bootstrap the heck out of things you know and do a lot of stuff on my own and and figure it out and 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 make mistakes still right like I'm still it's not like I'm perfect and but don't let the mistakes hold you back Like, just because you've done something wrong in the past doesn't mean that you have to um, let that follow you forward. And then if you do something wrong again, just try and, you know, get back up and do it again. Right. And I think if you can go through that and um, I know for myself, like having gone through this, like really challenging time of my life and and still loving it. Like that's, you know, pretty great. Like there's some days when I'm just like, Oh, this is so hard and it's awful. But then I still even in the heart of that I think, Oh, I still love this. I I don't want to do anything else. And and just know that you're working towards something really, really good. And um and uh yeah, just putting that work in. So I think that like that's my true story is that I've had to battle my way through this through this business and um and just really come to a point where I can humbly say that there's no way I would have ever gotten here without the support of people in my life. There's no way I would have ever gotten here if I hadn't learned these like big lessons. Um, And and just really acknowledging what I'm good at, what I'm not so good at, you know, and figuring that all out and becoming like, I know Gary says this all the time, becoming self-aware. And I always was pretty self-aware, but like, I think that's the part of being self-aware is like constantly questioning yourself. What am I learning here? What do I need to do better? How can I improve? Okay. I made a mistake. What do I need to do to not make that mistake again? Um, and, And asking yourself those questions all the time. I think that that's really what it's about. And it's sort of comes from a place of humility, like knowing that I'm not, always going to succeed on a level that you know I'd like to or whatever but just constantly trying to get better every single time like make this better make this better by asking myself what do I need to do to make this better and um and then just being really really honest and kind and and truthful with people and um and not and not trying to uh shirk your responsibilities and all those things and just maintaining good relationships
0: so awesome yeah. and so now the the filters that you you talked about earlier that i thought that was a very very interesting concept and so i'm I'm kind of curious how'd you come up with those filters uh was it somebody that's something that somebody taught you or what what made you decide i'm going to have what was it family friends finance impact and adventure or, or something like that right that's right. Awesome. Um,
1: I actually discovered those through um, coaching with, um, with my leadership coach and um, she just, I think I always had them subconsciously. They were always there um, because, she, but she actually sort of made me realize them. she she'd say to you, she'd say to me, well, you are, are you're always making a decision um, based on, you know, what Noah, that's my son. Uh, needs or whatever, you know. Like I, I didn't take a job in Ireland, for instance, because I didn't want to move my son away from his family, and I didn't want to take him away from things that he needed to be. So I, you know, that was that just canceled out that opportunity. And so I always, uh, so she kind of brought it to light. And she's like, "Well, what are, are all those filters that you're always making decisions by?" And so then I actually identified them. And now that I know them, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I always." Those are the most important things to me. And so it actually makes it, oh, sorry, it makes it really, really helpful to me when I go to take an opportunity or whatever um, so that I can actually filter through those, you know, put the decision through those filters. And it almost always yields the answer for me. I don't ever have to be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it, it helps just really understanding what's important to you.
0: And so if, if we were if you were going to coach somebody on how to figure out what what theirs is because some people have family some people don't some people uh don't really care about different things are important for different people How how do they how do they figure that out like what's what what are the questions that somebody should ask themselves to find their own personal filters
1: well i think there's probably a bit of a process to it um I I went through this process with this leadership coach. She's amazing, and she kind of walked me through it. I can't totally remember how we arrived at it. Um, I just know that we. She kind of brought it to light. So I, but I think if I was to say to if you wanted to do it organically on your own, I would say just really sit down and think about what's important to you. Like, what do you always make your decisions? So like some people really want to make a lot of money. Um, So their decisions can be based on opportunities that will yield the highest financial income. That's, that's not my motivator. So the only motivator to me is to make sure that I'm not going into debt and it's not negatively affecting my family. So that so there's a financial play in there. That's why that filters there, but only to make sure I'm not taking on so much more so much risk anymore um so i think it's just about asking yourself what you typically make your decisions based on. i think if you sit long enough you'll think you know think about that you do kind of come to that um you you arrive at that Mm -hmm. but also like asking yourself what is really important to you like what are you what do you like love to do like do you love adventure like i love adventure i love just the idea of saying to my son all right where do you want to go tomorrow um you want to fly to New York City all right like let's just do it you know or you know do you want to go spend three months in the Amazon and work from there or whatever I know that's extreme but I think you know that that stuff like like sets me on fire I love it um so I knew that was a filter like if something can provide me with adventure um now when you look at my events it's not like I'm going and planning haste and hustle and I'm getting this massive adventure but the adventure looks different it a it provides opportunity for me to go on adventure but it also is the adventure of the 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 unknown like this is a big event and a plan and so there's adventure in there and then the other thing also it doesn't always have to be filtered through every single one sometimes there's just such a strong pull in one of the filters that's enough so I think I don't know that's my opinion but that's usually how it works yeah Yeah. cover them i don't know you need to hire my leadership coach
0: (laughs) (laughs) well let's let's do it let's do a plug for her who who is this leadership coach
1: her her name is leslie calvin all
0: right
1: l-e-s-l-e-y very cool yeah she's uh, she works at niagara college she was a leadership um specialist there uh, for the students, and um, my God, i worked for her for a while, and she does this on the side, but she's phenomenal.
0: Awesome, so what I, what I heard, and um, kind of what, what I thought while you were talking about that, one, it, it's different for everybody, um, and one of the things that I've learned, uh, you know, I was, I have been involved in, um, like, the the multi-level marketing uh, stuff and and i have friends that um do it and are you know making high six figures with it and everything like that and my problem was i just like that just wasn't my thing and i but i the reason why i got involved in it is because i it was super exciting it was high energy and everything like that and so one of the things that i want to uh encourage our listeners to do is don't listen to Shauna's five and say, Oh yeah, that sounds really good. I think those are mine. Uh, I think it's, it takes a little bit more of a process to figure out your own. Don't listen to anything that I say on this podcast and say, yeah, that's exactly how I am. It, it takes, it takes more of sitting down. And just like Shauna said, just like Gary says, you've got to be self-aware enough to know this is what I'm actually motivated by that. If somebody came to me with this, I would, jump in a heartbeat and hear the five reasons why so so yeah so before we before we close out though shauna and hustle when when is it happening
1: awesome yes thank you it's uh it's happening on uh, february 27th uh, in downtown toronto at the sony center uh the website is uh it's actually generationnowmovement.com um but you can get to it through com as well And uh, like I say, Gary Vee speaking, we have amazing speakers. The audience is going to be super engaged with a number of activities that we're doing. And um, so it's great networking and there'll be about 3000 people there just all ready to learn and grow. So if you're looking for that experience, I encourage you to come. And it's priced really, really affordably. I am that way of purpose. So,
0: yep awesome very cool and i am going to be speaking at the 2019 one no i'm just kidding but uh, go check it out guys it's really really cool i've watched some of the videos from uh, from the other one that happened earlier this year i mean gary v and manu that's all, you had me at those two right there i mean they're they're incredible and so go check it out and if you are toying around with the idea of making a, a change, quit toying around with it and actually start moving forward with it and, and ask, your, ask yourself, what if, what if I was able to do this and, and go on that adventure? It's, it's so much fun. So Shauna, thank you so much for jumping on with us. I cannot wait to, to watch your progress and hopefully we'll be able to jump on and do another one in the future.
1: Thank you, Greg. It was great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Wow. That was awesome. I got so many nuggets from creating filters to just the entire process of of making that change, taking that jump. I hope you took some notes. If not, re-listen to this, take some notes. And if you're interested in making a change, start taking the steps that Shauna talked about. If you want more information, I will include the link to Shauna's event in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.